You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning to you. It's a Tuesday. I know it's not Friday, but it's also not Monday. So, yay. (laughs) I have one friend who gets so annoyed when people use the phrase glass half full, so I won't use that. But I do have a friend who absolutely despises that and tries to go into the scientific explanation for why that's inaccurate and why no one should ever use that phrase. But I do sometimes, just not today because I'm feeling guilty like he's going to send me a nasty message. (laughs) But on the bright side, it's no longer Monday. We survived our Monday. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks for hanging out with us. I appreciate your tweets. A-Law Radio, lots of new people finding us on the show this week and also on our Facebook page. And you can vote for the After Hours TD of the week. We will reveal the candidates before the show is up. We like to do that. For those of you who are latecomers, fashionably late, just waking up, whatever it is, uh, we do some repetition here on the show because the audience is constantly changing. It's so funny when I get someone who criticizes me for talking about a particular topic more than once (laughs) or for using the same, a lot of the same audio in the first hour as we do in the fourth hour. And I never respond with this because I don't want to give away the secret, but I always feel like saying thank you for listening to all four hours. You have done me a huge favor and a huge solid. (laughs) So, yes, if you're complaining about the fact that you've already heard these points or even the same jokes, you know me, I love my one-liners, although most of the time the joke is on me. Uh, Thank you for listening for all four hours. If you didn't listen earlier in the show, you missed me making up a number. Generally, I make up words, (laughs) but I... (laughs) Managed to make up a number on this edition of the show. And all I can say for myself is in the wake of football weekends, sometimes my brain is is a little bit weary and not functioning properly. 8,422,000 podcasts. <laughs> um, 8,000. Did I say 8,000? <laughs> I did, in fact, catch myself. Just it came out of my mouth. And then my delayed brain response realized a few seconds later that that was not a number. I just made up a number. <laughs> now, generally, we we use other drops from people who do not work on this show because it's fun to laugh uh, at, at other people's mistakes. But I am very forthright in telling you that I'm the one who is constantly making up words and uh, I get things all confused in my spaghetti plate brain sometimes and uh, not just that but there are days where well days nights where the mouth and the brain are not in sync and I mean to say one thing and it comes out entirely different Jay's behind the double pane glass smiling and laughing at this because he doesn't ever have to worry about it 
he doesn't open up the microphone very often. Uh, and he actually gets upset when you spring it on him, too. He doesn't like it when he's not prepared, when he doesn't know what's coming. So, yeah, he can sit back there and laugh all he wants, but I'm the one who makes a mistake and the entire country, you know, laughs and points at me. You just can – when you make mistakes, they actually – Erase from the record. May look they, – they make me look bad, not the other way around. <laughs> They're erased from the record. Totally gone. That's true. When Jay makes a mistake, he uses this little thing called the dump button to pretend like it never happened. <laughs> it's a nice nifty little tool. And he holds up a hand like, wait, stop. I'm going to fix that. <laughs> okay, great. Nobody knows that you aren't Mr. Perfect. Everyone thinks you are the cat's meow. Wait, do you like cats? I don't mind cats. I've never had one, but I don't mind them. You've had bunnies. I've had bunnies. Birds. Birds. Dogs. Fish. Turtles. Fish. Oh, that, you still have fish. Still have fish, yeah. In your pond. Koi's. And in our next YouTube video, can we see the fish? We can. We can, actually. They're, they're huge now. They grew, like, tre- uh, tremendously in the last really? month and a half for some reason. Bulking for the winter. How? I don't know. <laughs> they're using My steroids. fish hibernate or something. How, how, many, how many inches? Uh, let's see. I would guess, like, mm, 10 to 12. Almost a foot? Yeah, they're pretty are big. Are you serious? Yeah. Those fish that you showed me spinning around are now twice the size? They're huge. They're huge. I didn't realize koi fish could get that big. Does that mean you have to you have to have fewer fish or give them more space? Yeah, so we were going to add some more. We have four in there now, and that's, since they've grown so much, it's kind of like it's pretty good at four if we could add maybe one more. But, yeah, we wanted to add like three more. Now you like, don't want to screw can't. with your chemistry. Maybe yeah. Maybe the four koi fish, that's it. They have an ebb and flow in They're there. not going nice. to welcome anybody else? They might not. Probably <laughs> not. I've heard koi's are nasty. Can you please tell people what your bulldog does with the fish? Stares at him and scares the crap out of him with his <laughs> fangs. <laughs> what? He doesn't have any fangs? Well, he's got bulldog jowls. or Okay. He's got a tongue that hangs out. That's what he has. Yeah, he he's does. sticking out his tongue at the fish. That's what he does. But yes, Moose Chunk. Well, his name is Moose. I added the chunk part because he is a chunk. Moose Chunk is fascinated by fish. He absolutely is. Most fish, uh, landscapers, anything like outside <laughs> that moves, he, <laughs> he'll, he'll watch it. You just ruined the whole like visual of that. It's not really the fish. It's anything that moves. <laughs> Things outside that move. Yeah. He likes those. Does Moose snore? Oh, yeah. He snores when he's not sleeping. That's what? just how he breathes. Oh, bulldogs have, yeah, they have some uh, like con- not restricted yeah, not, breathing. Yeah. Not conflicted breathing. <laughs> So I was thinking about Moose Chunk last night because I was getting ready for work and from underneath my table. So I have a table in my bedroom from underneath my table and I didn't have my bedroom light on. I had bathroom lights on. So I, my bedroom light was off and I hear this snoring, like loud snoring. Penny was conked out as in like stretched out dead to the world. And I felt so bad because I don't know if you have to do this with Moose, but I had to wake her up to get her outside, which just waking her up alone is a process. But then to get her out from underneath the table to get down the stairs, which she takes one at a time, actually one a minute, which just look at me. She'll do one and she's so proud of herself. And then she has to stop and wait till I encourage her to do the next one. Oh, my gosh. So, And then to get her out the door and to use the, the bathroom, we'll use it, to go to the bathroom, and then to get back inside and the treats. And then the cat has to have treats. It's like a 15-minute process. Ugh, I was telling Producer Jay earlier that having older pets is neither cheap nor convenient. I love them dearly, but neither cheap nor convenient.
especially with the weather we've been having lately where it's nice and cold and kind of mm. rainy where yeah. you don't want to get up. I'm sure Penny is very comfortable. Oh, nothing, it doesn't matter what do the conditions. That. Penny would rather sleep than do anything yeah, else, yeah. really. <laughs> so, yes, it was one of those type of nights where it was tough to get the pooch outside. Uh, she doesn't have any fish to stare at. We don't have a fish pond <laughs> at my humble abode, my little postage stamp lawn. So it's not Monday anymore. All that to say it's no longer Monday. We are, did I already do this? No, yes, no, I didn't. Okay, I'm not gonna repeat it this time. We are live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Do you need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can, note to self, no more numbers. That way you can't possibly get them wrong. (laughs) Just kidding. We've got plenty of numbers. In fact, there were lots of yards in the form of numbers being racked up by the San Francisco 49ers playmakers on Monday night. Now one tight end move. There's the snap in the pitch out. Goes to Wilson up the middle of the 30. Broke a tackle on the 25, 20, 15, 10. Five on the numbers. Into the end zone. They chase him in there for a touchdown. Jeff Wilson, the running back for San Francisco, has just bolted downfield. 32 yards to put the Niners on top late in the first quarter against the defending Super Bowl champions. Aaron Donald lining up at three technique. Next, the outside shoulder of Aaron Banks and the Kibitz's side. Jimmy throws. It is caught by Debo Samuel. Breaks a tackle. 40. Debo 35-30. 25-20. Breaks another tackle. 15-10-5. Touchdown! San Francisco! Both Kevin Harlan on Westwood One and Greg Papa on Niners Radio. And no joke, you go back and you watch the Jeff Wilson run through the middle. He goes not just the first level of defense, but second level of defense on into the end zone with now without one ram laying a finger on him. He probably could have broken a tackle or two with all his momentum, but... Nobody got to him. So that was the first touchdown of the game. And really, touchdowns were only a thing for the Niners. Debo Samuel, man, what a move. He takes a pass uh, up over the top of, was it Jalen Ramsey? I think it was Jalen Ramsey. Up over the top of Jalen Ramsey, who probably could have had an interception had Debo not snagged the ball from over the top of him comes down and then snakes his way across the field to the right and then back to the left for a touchdown. It's uh, really impressive to see those guys work. And, of course, the Niners want to establish the run uh, because they feel like if they can, they can control the ball. Um, And with Jimmy Garoppolo, that's always been the key. We're not talking about a guy as athletic as Trey Lance, who was there in a box. Uh, They showed him in the Bay Area. But it did look like Jimmy Garoppolo was zipping the ball around a couple of times off target. But there were actually some really impressive throws from Garoppolo as well uh, as he takes over for Trey Lance. And I know last week, week three, uh, there were a lot of questions about whether or not the Niners offense could be productive with him at quarterback. He looked out of rhythm. And that stands to reason because uh, he was not with them for most of the preseason and training camp. He was not expected to play, obviously. They weren't sure that he was going to be back on the roster until they uh, restructured his contract for this final year. But before that, he was recovering from a shoulder injury, and then he wasn't playing. They didn't want him to participate uh, because it was Trey Lance's team and because they didn't want him to get hurt before they could find a trade partner. So his numbers were modest, 239 yards and a touchdown, but no sacks. 
And certainly uh, when it comes to Jimmy now getting more reps for the shoulder is a big deal. I think every week I'll just keep feeling better and better. You know, the shoulders just, uh, it's tough during the season to, to get it right, but it's, uh, you know, we got a long season ahead of us. So I, hopefully every week it'll get better and better. My apologies to the offense and the playmakers like Jeff and Debo and certainly Garoppolo. This game, this win was on the side of the defense, harassing Matthew Stafford uh, and stuffing the run to be sure, but only uh, only 230, no, 257 yards, excuse me, 257 yards for the Rams. Uh, they were 0 for 3 in the red zone, and uh, toward the end of the game, it was obvious who was controlling the action on the field. Two receivers left and two right. He gets the shotgun snap. He's got time. He throws a pass. It's picked off. Hafunga at the 50. Sideline 40. Foot race 30. Sideline 20. 10. 5. Touchdown. It's a pick six of Stafford. San Francisco has scored. Stafford steps up in the pocket. Oh. Tom got him from behind. The ball came out. Fumble. Lenore dive on the ball. His arm may have been coming forward for an incomplete pass, but picked the ball up anyway. I think 49ers got the football. Well, Lenore's got the they ball got there. It. They've recovered it. Now let's see where Stafford's arm was when Ebukam got him. Oh, it was a fumble, all right. Back-to-back fourth-quarter possessions, a pick six, and then a fumble. And any designs on a rally were squashed right there. And then the Niners are 7-0 and against the Rams since 2019. <clears throat> except for in the NFC championship game. (laughs) So I feel like too often that one fact gets overlooked. Irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Who went to the Super Bowl last year or who won the Super Bowl last year out of the NFC West? Maybe it's just me. I would rather lose the games in the regular season, even if it means seven in a row going back to the beginning of 2019, but have the one game in the playoffs. The NFC Championship hosted in L.A. just a few months ago that put my team in the playoffs. Or, sorry, in the Super Bowl. We knew we fell short last year, um, and we got to stack wins. Uh, one of the things we was focused on all week long was getting back to moving the ball, running the ball, and converting on third down. And we were flying on all cylinders today. Um, defense left three picks out there. Uh, you see me give Fred a hard time by the one he just dropped, and uh, special teams did a good job, too. <laughs> Uh, It's funny. Debo Samuel's great. Uh, He's definitely worth the investment. But even he mentions um, that they got the best of us last year, last playoffs. And so, yeah, there's some bragging rights. But I don't know that that the Niners really can say a whole lot because the response from the Rams is, I'm sorry, who's got the ring? Or just to show the ring finger. Obviously, they're not wearing these rings while they're playing because that would be detrimental to everyone involved. Uh, but to, to just point to the ring finger would be... Run it back! <laughs> Run it back! <laughs> but still, seven sacks. Seven sacks of Matthew Stafford. 11 quarterback hits. Uh, two of those sacks, by the way, for Nick Bosa. Who, man, every time he flexes, I'm like just in awe. Do you think the man has a quarter percent body fat? If that. Is it possible to have less than a quarter percent body fat? If anyone does, it's Nick Bosa. <laughs> To be sure. I'm glad he's healthy um, to, to have the Bosa brothers in the NFL. It's like having the Watt brothers, um, certainly the who, with the St. Brown brothers. Uh, we have the, who else do we have? There's, well, we have the Diggs family too. Right. Yeah, I know it's fun to have brothers uh, to get them out there. And both these Bosas, they're, I mean, they just, they have different motors. 
I did say the Watt brothers. Yes. There's three of them, actually. I'm missing TJ as well. Okay, so Niners get the win. Rams as the Super Bowl champions. They're languishing, except for how bad can it be if the entire division is two and two? How about that? Look at you, Seattle Seahawks. You're in a tie for first place. It's a four-way tie for first place. This is so strange. The NFL is so strange for the first month. The Niners, the Rams, the Cardinals, the Seahawks, all two Get and out two. Of here. <laughs> I don't know that anybody needs to panic right this second, but certainly this is. Uh, I mean, th- there's been a lot left on the field for Sean McVay and the night and the Rams. Excuse me. The story of the night, from an offensive perspective, was you know self-inflicted wounds. Um, you know, just above the neck errors where we're not doing <laughs> the things the that we're capable of. And I expect us to, to be better than that. Uh, defensively, I know that uh, we continue to battle. We gave ourselves a chance. We can tackle better. You credit them for making the plays and thought special teams hung tough. But but overall, we didn't do enough to be able to win the football game. Got a short week. Um, all we can do is be able to respond, but it, but it wasn't good enough. And, um, you know, we're going to move forward accordingly. <laughs> so week four is in the books. We had just been running our poll, our Mortification Monday poll, and I wouldn't say it was a landslide, but the clear winner, the Baltimore Ravens, should be the most mortified on a Monday. To that end, we decided that we would talk some Baltimore Ravens football. We're going to do that next. How does this keep happening, especially at home, these fourth quarter collapses? It's, It's a thing now, twice in the first month. So we'll welcome our friend Rob Long from our Baltimore affiliate, 105.7 The Fan, getting set for his morning show. I'm sure they have plenty to talk about. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Listening to the After Hours Podcast. Tyler Bass from the left hash mark. Bass's kick is up, and it is good. The final seconds have come off the clock, and the Buffalo Bills get their first lead of the day on the final play of the day as they hand the Ravens their fifth straight loss at home. 23-20. The Buffalo Bills take down the Ravens on a game the Ravens had led 20-3 in the second quarter. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. That is the cold, hard truth. The final play of the game from Ravens Radio and Jerry Sandusky as their play-by-play voice. 20 unanswered points for the Bills in the rain. The mire and the muck in Baltimore on Sunday. And all of a sudden, yet again, the Ravens offense disappears in the second half similar to what they did against the Miami Dolphins a couple of weeks ago. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We're pleased to welcome Rob Long from our Baltimore affiliate, 105.7 The Fan. He's getting set for his Big Bad Morning show that starts at the top of next hour. All right, Rob, this is a simple question. I'm sure you have the answer to it and the keys to unlock the mysteries of the universe. What the heck? First of all, my team has to do bad for you to get me on the show. I noticed I noticed the cup. No way. Hey, hold on. We got you on when the Orioles were playing really well a couple of months ago. I have selective memory. Um, like men, like most <laughs> men. Yes. What, what, what's going on is, um, I, I've told you this before, I'm not a Greg Roman fan. Uh, you can't get shut out in the second half at home on offense. The same thing happened a couple of weeks ago. It wasn't the shutout, but the offense gets a lead. And it's like the other team, your your opponents make an adjustment, and you don't. I mean, why does Mark Andrews in this game have five targets and two two touches? And don't tell me because everybody knows you're going to mark Mark, Mark Andrews. You know, I mean, Ceedee Lamb gets eight targets and six catches. You saw last night with Cooper Cup. Everybody knows you're going to Cooper Cup. He puts up numbers. How can you not get Mark Andrews the football? And that's exactly what happened. The uh, he was taken away in the second half. And by the Buffalo Bills, and the entire offense sputtered because that's your number one target. 
just that that's just one example to me of how Greg Roman cannot scheme them into and out of situations and is really killing the offense. I mean, I get that, uh, but it's it's just crazy how stark the difference where they'll go from run up and down the field and Lamar Jackson moving at will, and then all of a sudden it's three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, or it's you know a, an interception here, and and we certainly talk about the choice at the end of the game, but it, it just such a it's such a drastic difference. I don't understand how they fall off the map when you have Lamar Jackson as your QB. Because the other team makes adjustments and your offensive coordinator does not. I mean, you, you, you go in halftime and make adjustments. Okay, what are you going to do based on what they did? They, they shut up. They shut in the gaps uh, between the guards uh, in the second half. Okay, run outside then. You know, it's just simple things. Uh, they, right. they took away the short passing game, so throw intermediate routes. It's just the basic things when you're sitting up top and you're watching and you watch the All-22, you're like, okay, they're open. There's nobody in those spaces where, where defenders aren't occupying. They make no adjustment. They run the same plays in first half and second half, and the defense doesn't run the same defense. Is that Amy? It's it's not mind-boggling. It's that basic. Mm. Other teams make adjustments. He doesn't. All right. Well, then why doesn't John Harbaugh step in? He's ultimately in charge. That is the million-dollar question, and that's why John Harbaugh, as far as the fans are concerned in Baltimore right now, are under fire. He's under fire for that. He's also under fire for that fourth down decision mm-hmm. uh, where, your, where your offense has been shut out the entire second half. You don't say, I don't have faith in the defense, that, who, by the way, hadn't given up any points in the fourth quarter yet. I have faith in the offense. The defense has been playing okay. The offense shut out for more than two quarters. So you say, I'm going to ask for a touchdown when I'm not even getting in the red zone instead of kicking a field goal and taking the lead at home and allowing your crowd to, to, to get your defense in. Again, the defense hadn't given up any points in the fourth quarter. You know, so why show a lack of confidence in them when the offense hadn't scored in over two quarters? Two quarters, and that's a big question that a lot of fans in Baltimore and the media is asking John Harbaugh. Uh, and it has happened before. Uh, you, you got the best kicker in the game on the sideline, and again, Amy, your offense hasn't scored. Why are you asking them to get a touchdown when they haven't even got in the red zone? Well, because you're there, you're close, and it's so tempting and so tantalizing. You have Lamar Jackson. Uh, first, I'm not sure why you're asking him to throw when Lamar Jackson is two yards away from punching it in himself. Well, the first two, three plays, what did they try to do? Yeah, you're they right. They didn't get it in. Yeah, They didn't get it in. So, so to me, that's why you don't try all four of them. We did what we could do best, tried to do what we did best, and it didn't work. Okay, so now I gave you three downs to get in. Okay, now this fourth down is mine. We're getting points. And we're going to make Josh Allen drive the length of the field to beat us or kick the field goal and win overtime at home. That's what I'm doing. The first three downs we did, if you try to pass two downs and realize, you know what, we're being stupid. Let's run a third down and get it closer and punch it in on fourth down. I understand (laughs) that. But that's not what they did. Right. They did what they, they tried to do what they do best, and it didn't work. Okay, now kick the field goal and take the lead. Mm. How confident are you that, barring uh, any changes at the top, that they can still be a competent team, a playoff team, a team that doesn't keep suffering these collapses? I'm not very confident. I mean, this is not, and anybody in Baltimore will tell you, this, this, my opinion about Greg Roman isn't new. It didn't start from Sunday. True. It started a year and a half ago. I've been on this for a long time. I just don't feel, I think he's a one-trick pony. Um, you know, he can run that one offense. When that one offense doesn't work, they are they are confused. Uh, John Harbaugh, for the first time on Sunday, to me, 
uh, when they missed that fourth down situation, it looked like a man without answer if you look on his face. Uh, when you saw Marcus Peters go after him, to be continued on that, that's right. not over with. Right. Marcus Peters is a guy, man number one, who has a lot of uh, weight in that locker room. So if he's doing that, then people are going to ask him, well, what's up, Mark? Uh, uh, Marcus, and he's going to tell them. There's other people with that that same opinion, and then they're going to go to the. I'm telling you, this to be continued on that whole scene with Marcus Peters on the sidelines after the game. Mm. And I thought it was somewhat comical too when he kept saying the analytics will bear that out, almost like, "Hey, it's way over your head to ask me these questions. The, yes. <laughs> the, the analytics the you don't understand, but the analytics the will support my decision." That's the arrogance, Amy. That's the arrogance. Well, to me, the analytics, giving me that answer says to me, really, I mean, you're fine. You can disguise it in the arrogance, but you can't talk over my head. So what you're saying to me is you don't have an answer, so you'll point to something that I can't quantify. I, I, can't, I can't argue. You don't have an answer. Analytics don't tell you you have the best kicker in the game. Analytics don't tell you your offense hadn't scored in over two quarters. <laughs> Analytics don't tell you that your defense up to, to that last second field goal hadn't been scored upon in the fourth quarter. Analytics don't tell you that. Analytics don't give you a feel for the game. Let's go to baseball analytics. Baseball analytics may say it's time to bunt. But what if this guy at the plate can't bunt? <laughs> then you don't bunt. You don't bunt. <laughs> you understand? Analytics are, are to assist you. Not to dictate to you. Right. No, they're to frame some of the options. But I would agree with you. Analytics also don't measure human heart, human desire. They don't measure situations where maybe a crowd is really into it or the opposite. A crowd could be booing. They don't measure how humans perform under pressure. Not everybody performs the same way under pressure. Uh, They don't take into account weather all the time either. And so there's a lot of, of, of that, right, where the analytics don't tell you the whole story. Rob Long is with us from Baltimore in 1057 The Fan, uh, joining us here on our morning show before his morning show that comes up at the top of the hour. Uh, so, yes, the Ravens are uh, certainly in a division where, you know, that these teams are going to cancel each other out in a lot of cases. And right now yeah. you've got everybody but Pittsburgh sitting at two and two. What are your impressions of the rest of the North right now? I don't think it's very good. Once upon a time, not long ago, it was the best division, in my opinion, in football. That might be the NFC East, as we sit right now, but um, I don't think it's very good. I think Cincinnati, I said it last year after the Super Bowl, I'll say it again, they're a team that got hot at the right time. I don't think they were, are as good as they were on their run last year. I don't. Uh, we'll see how good Cleveland is when Deshaun Watson gets back, but, you know, Jacoby Brissett doesn't scare me. Uh, just uh, You're not going to beat me with him. Uh, and the Ravens are who they are right now. I don't know who they are. In Pittsburgh, whenever you have a quarterback controversy because you have a, an inept starter, veteran, veteran, and a rookie, you're not going to be very good. I love Mike Tomlin, but this may be the end of that 15 consecutive years of, of winning seasons or non-losing seasons, so I, this might be it. Um, I don't think the AFC North is very good, Amy. You might get one playoff huh. team out of it, Interesting. but it's not a very good division right now. All right, so then what does Baltimore have to do in order to establish itself now? And and I get it. You want the adjustments on offense, um, but that uh, that's just a crazy problem. I can't believe it's happened once, forget twice. Uh, what does Baltimore have to do as you look ahead to the next month? They've got to stop making the same mistakes, uh, largely with going for it on fourth down and, and taking points off the board and telling me analytics. That's the one thing you can't control. You're not going to get rid of Greg Roman right now. I get it. But Greg Roman alone, you can't say he lost that game. You know, you kick the field goal there, then what if? What if your team gets a big stop? What if, you know, I think Josh Allen had five or six batted balls in the line of scrimmage. What if one of those happens again 
and you get the turnover. Mm. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that can happen that's in your favor because you're at home. I think, to be honest with you, they need to make better decisions. Um, they can't be this gambling team that does whatever they want to do because the defense, quite frankly, in my opinion, is not that great. Um, they, you know, they, they're, they're bad at inside linebacker with Patrick Queen and company. They have a very talented uh, outside uh, linebacker in Oway, but he's young and he's going to be inconsistent. And they have age with JPP and other guys on the outside part. So you have to take points when you can get points. You can't. You're not the team of Lamar Jackson's MVP season of 2019 where you're putting 40 points up every week. You're not that team. So you have to be throttle a little bit and take points when you can get points. Is there anything you like about the team right now, Rob? <laughs> Lamar Jackson. I love okay. Lamar Jackson. Okay. No, I, I do. I, I think I think the, the receiving core is a lot better than I thought it would be. I, I think Bateman is sensational. And Devin Duvernay has really grown up. This organization was really patient with him. Um, and, and now he's blossoming. He's becoming that receiver that I thought he could be. I love Mark Andrews. I think the passing, oh, yes. you know, the receivers are unbelievable. Uh, I think the passing attack of this team could be good, but it could be better if the running game was a little bit better. And I also love the fact that Justice Hill, talking about another guy I've been patient with, he left the game with a hamstring injury. I hope that's not serious because he's really shown some progress for what he was the first couple of years. He is, he is an explosive back that could add uh, uh, some real dynamics to this offense. So I do. There's some things I do like about this team. I know I'm risking your wrath, but I would just like to, to make the point that Greg Roman didn't actually throw the interception in the end zone. No, you're not risking my wrath. Not, that was a horrible <laughs> decision because – now let me say this. Even though I don't like the decision to go for it, I love the play because Lamar Jackson had Davis open on a slant route early, and then he had Duvernay open in the back that he didn't see. He said he had hands in his face, and I believe that. But even though I didn't like the decision, the play call actually was a good play call. Before I let you go, the Orioles don't make the playoffs. They fall short, but it was a lot of fun to see that team this year. Uh, you and I had talked about them. Going back a couple months, how would you assess their 2022 campaign? Unbelievable. 82 wins right now to make a guaranteed a winning season. For a team, I was optimistic. People laughed at me when I said they won 70. Uh, so, and I thought that was it, 70 to 73. I didn't think they were capable of much more, but I didn't. Again, you're talking about what you can't measure on paper. I didn't know oh, yeah. Adley Rutschman was that much of an impact. I didn't know Gunnar Henderson was that good. And these rookies have come up. You know, Kyle Stowers. You know, they've, they've had rookies come up, uh, Batista, and not only just kind of be in the moment, but, you know, kind of add to what they do. You take those rookies off the team, they're not winning 82 games. They weren't carried. Those rookies did a lot this year. I think the future's bright. I think that what you see, I think Brandon Hodge should get strong consideration for manager of the year. No, he's not going to the playoffs, but ask me this, Eddie. Uh, uh, Amy, this, <laughs> out of all the teams, did you just call me Eddie? I did say Eddie. Out of all the teams <laughs> that are in the playoff hunt in the American League, and I know they're out of it now, Everybody was expected to be there except the Orioles. And, I mean, uh, 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 Seattle won 90 games last year. They were supposed to be in the playoff hunt. Everybody was supposed to be there. Toronto, New York Yankees. The Orioles weren't supposed to be there. And up until last week, they were in it. I think Brandon Hyde deserves strong consideration for manager of the year. Mm, you cannot measure chemistry, hope, youthful exuberance, energy. You can't measure uh, that that kind of formula of – uh, corporate synergy, which is the fact that the sum is very often greater than the individual parts.
Absolutely. Rob Long is part of O's Extra on Masson and getting set for his morning show on our Baltimore affiliate, 105.7 The Fan. You can find him on Twitter at Rob Long Sports, and I will talk to you in a few minutes, Rob. Absolutely. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. The reason I say that is because Rob has invited me to be part of his morning show uh, coming up in Baltimore. So if you're listening there, I'll be... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Joining him in about two and a half hours on 105.7 The Fan. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. It's a touchdown Tuesday on After Hours. Firing for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Takes it himself to the pylon. Touchdown. One man to beat 10. He's gone. They throw in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Hey, the guy missed. He's inside the five. He's to the three to one. Top step. Center zoning into the end zone. Touchdown. To cast your vote for the TD of the week, head to at After Hours CBS on Twitter or give us a call at 855-212-4227. The Kansas City Chiefs. At the two. They fake the trap. Now Mahomes scrambling to his right. Holding it, holding it, gets off the hit, now lunging forward, and now fires it late, caught at the back of the end zone! Clyde Edwards-Hilaire! Mahomes with the touchdown pass! His second touchdown pass of this game, the 161st of his career. That is the most touchdown passes by any NFL quarterback in history in their first 67 games. The Buffalo Bills. Second and three. Bills at the Ravens 11-yard line. They show blitz again. Josh takes the snap. Back to throw. Now he's going to run it around the left side. First down yardage inside the five. Headed towards the end zone. Is he in? Yes. Touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen around the left side. Touchdown. An 11-yard run for the Buffalo quarterback. What a play. The Las Vegas Raiders. Four seconds on the play clock. Cars under center. Hands it off to Jacobs. First through the middle. Cuts back at the five. Carries the defender. Touchdown, Raiders! Jacobs tosses it into the stands. And he might have just sealed Las Vegas' first win of the year. The New York Jets. Inside the two. What a dig! Wilson takes the snap. Handoff Hall up the middle. Extra effort at the goal line. The ball popped out. He might have lost it at the goal line. The Jets think he got across the goal line. The runner broke the plane of the goal line. Therefore, by rule, that is a touchdown. The Jets have a touchdown. 
Brees Hall did indeed break the plane before the ball popped out. Those are your candidates for TD of the week, though, with honorable mention Debo Samuel and his breakaway touchdown on Monday Night Football. But you hear Mitch Holtis with Chiefs Radio. He he kind of mentions the spin. He got away from the tackle. He definitely doesn't mention it was this awkward combination of a jump pass and a push pass that only Patrick Mahomes could get away with. We labeled it Spinorama <laughs> in our TD of the week poll. Josh Allen's 11-yard touchdown run tied the game against the Ravens, uh, allowing them then to drive for the game-winning field goal after coming back from 17 points down. Josh Jacobs' monster game for the Raiders against the Broncos. Uh, that's Jason Horowitz on Raiders Radio. And then Bob was shoes in with the game-winning touchdown in the final 10 seconds for the New York Jets in Pittsburgh. Oh, and, and John Murphy, sorry, on Bill's radio. That poll is up on our Twitter, After Hours CBS, or my Twitter, A-Law Radio, and also on our Facebook page. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. We had Rob Long from Baltimore just moments ago, and if you missed it, you can catch it on our podcast. Uh, but you all chose Baltimore as the team with the most mortification on a Monday after yet another fourth quarter collapse, but not that far down the road, the Washington commanders, they were also an option, just their black uniforms alone. But in case you were wondering how Ron Rivera was feeling about the losing, and it's not just this season, but the fact that they're one and three in a tough division, the NFC East, well, he expressed his displeasure Monday. I understand everybody's frustration, especially how proud this organization is. This organization's got five championships. Are you kidding me? I get it. I understand how important it is to win. Generally, Ron Rivera keeps those words out of his press conferences, but he just drops, he not even using it as an adjective, he just drops an F-bomb right in the middle. kidding me? Right, but before that, there was another one you had to bleep out. This organization is. This organization's got five championships. You kidding me? <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, well, the first one was not the F word. It was a different swear word that we cannot use here on the show. Uh, if they're bleeps, they're all the same to me. So, yes, Ron Rivera, he empathizes with you as fans of the Washington Commanders, and he knows that social media is piling on. A lot of things that I do is not dictated to me by what's out there on social media. Um, I like to believe I'm responsible and I understand enough to know, though, that the fans are going to be frustrated. I don't doubt that. I really don't. I understand the history of, of what's gone on here for a while, and we're trying to change that. But it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to be easy. If anybody thought it's going to be easy, they're crazy. You know, I, I honestly tried to get that across last season. Um, but let's just be realistic about it. I get it. I understand it. And we're going to keep playing hard. That's the only thing we can do, Darren. Until we get to the situation and to the point where we really believe that this is where, where, where what we need. Everybody's in place. Everybody's healthy. Everything's rolling. You, you just it's, it's not going to change. Ron Rivera airing his grievances and airing his concerns on a Monday afternoon. Uh, we mentioned the injuries earlier on the show, but just to recap, Tua is out for week five. They don't have any timeline for his return. He's in concussion protocol. The Broncos lose their top running back, Javante Williams, to a torn uh, ACL and LCL. So he's planning to have surgery soon. They're looking for Melvin Gordon to step up. And Cordero Patterson actually hit IR 
um, certainly a catalyst for the Falcons run game in their offense. And so they're going to miss him to be sure in major league baseball. We had one last playoff spot that was up for grabs, but that changed on Monday night. First pitch on the way and Schwarber swings, hits it high and deep left field, turning at the wall, man, city and it's gone. <laughs> Lead off home run pitch number one. And Kyle Schwarber has put the Phillies on top. It's one to nothing. Swung on and hit high and deep. Right field, if it's fair, it's gone. It's and gone. it is gone. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Schwarber with his second of the night. Dubon waiting on the 12th pitch. And here it is. Swung on, popped up, shallow center. Coming on, Marsh on the run. He <laughs> And the Phillies, for the first time in 11 years, will head back to the postseason. They stream out of the dugout and celebrate at the pitcher's mound as the Phillies have rallied from their slow start and they have taken the final spot in the National League playoffs. Scott Fransky and company, uh, the peanut gallery, having to be bleeped out. That's rare. That doesn't always happen, but we had to do it there, too. As Jay told me, it was like surgery with some of these cuts. Pitcher's mound as the Phillies. (laughs) (laughs) So that should make you smile on a Tuesday morning, but congratulations to the Phillies. Their drought, not as long as the Mariners, which goes back 21 years, but first time in a decade, the Phillies have made the playoffs, and uh, they were emotional after the fact uh, because this was a team that was seven games in the hole going back to the firing of Joe Girardi, but they started climbing, they dug out of that hole, and now here they are into the playoffs, making it a trifecta from the NL East. So three teams from the AL East and three teams from the NL East, and You may or may not know the wild card round starts on Friday. So four games on Friday, four games on Saturday, and depending upon how many of those are going the distance to the three games, so it's best of three, we could also see that as part of our Sunday. So not just football this weekend on Saturday and potentially on Sunday as well. Do yourself a favor. A couple of things that will make you laugh. Number one, Bobby Wagner of the Los Angeles Rams body slamming a streaker on the field last night. So they didn't show it on the main broadcast, but Peyton asked for it on the Monday night Mannings. And so we saw it on the Peyton and Eli broadcast. Really funny. It's another guy with pink smoke getting body slammed this time by Bobby Wagner. And actually Kyle Shanahan mentioned it in his postgame press conference. This is funny. And if you have not seen Broncos offensive lineman, Garrett Bowles attempting kind of to make a tackle at the end of a fumble return that went for a touchdown, It's more of a flop, more of a dive. I'm not sure. Just find it. It's out there on the internet. We'll talk to you tonight. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. Boom! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 